so much of the promotion we've seen in MMA over the years is that narrative of having two fighters who absolutely hate each other. The selling of bad blood is the most commonly used cliche promo in the sport. It's always the same thing. Fasten your seatbelts. These two don't like each other. Especially in this day and age of the entertainment era with the phony personas and the fabricated beefs purely for promotional purposes. It's becoming impossible to decipher between the genuine beefs and the social media nonsense that so many of the fighters feel like they have to be doing. So many fights have been sold as grudge matches. It's at the point to where that storyline has lost all of its luster. Even if the drama is completely real, I feel like a lot of promoters have these limiting beliefs that there has to be this bad blood angle for a fight to be highly marketable. When in fact, I wholeheartedly believe that the concept of two former teammates fighting is far more compelling than your standard bad blood grudge match, especially for the casual audience. I believe this because back in 2015, I was in a rare circumstance of watching UFC 187 with a group of non-MMA fans, as in not even casual viewers. Most of these people have never even seen an MMA fight in their life. Andre Arlovsky fought Travis Brown that night. The situation was that they had both trained at Jackson Wink, and while Brown had very recently left that gym, these two were not just former teammates, but such close friends that they treated each other as brothers. They didn't just train out of the same gym, but they used to live together under the same roof, train together every day. They met each other's families, and they would routinely go out together. The newbies I was watching with are absolutely blown away by this fact as Rogan explained this situation when they were making their walkouts. I just remember seeing a look of disbelief amongst the whole group that two friends could be fighting each other like this. And if they had this kind of reaction to the walkouts, you can imagine what the reaction was when referee Mark Smith stepped out of the way and these two engaged in the fight of the year candidate that, if it needed to be described in one word, chaos. I remember even finding myself wondering if either Brown or Olaski would have trouble pulling the trigger because of their friendship, but any concerns I had about that were squashed in about three seconds into the fight. Both guys stepped in the pocket and started swinging as hard as they possibly could with reckless abandon, and the result was a very strong candidate for fight of the year. Olaski dropped Brown twice. Brown managed to stay alive, though he was on wobbly legs. There was actually three occasions in the first three minutes that looked like the fight was going to be stopped in favor of Arlovsky. That is until from the depths of hell after taking an absolute clobbering with his back against the cage and bloody, Brown uncorked a massive right hook that cracked Arlovsky, sending him flying face first into the canvas. Only for Arlovsky to recover, get back to his feet, and swarm on Brown to earn a violent TKO victory with less than 20 seconds left in the very first round. The people I was watching the fight with were totally mystified and in awe what they'd just seen two supposed friends engage in. But it was the moment that they saw an apologetic Arlovsky saying he was sorry to Brown, only to have Brown respond telling him to not dare apologize for what happened and telling him that he loved him as they embraced, that a new level of appreciation occurred amongst the entire group. That moment won all of those folks over. And I honestly get chills when I think back to how much they were completely jarred by what they just saw followed by how much appreciation they gained for something they thought was some fringe knucklehead sport just moments beforehand. That narrative and that outcome resonated with them so much. It made me wish that everybody who didn't watch MMA could witness a moment like this. The appeal of Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns comes from the fact that these two are friends who've trained together for years, sharing the same coaches, the same gym, and helping each other improve. Two individuals who know each other's strengths and weaknesses. This is far more interesting than any angle involving hate, and I hope that can resonate with the fans, both new and old alike. 
Usman is aptly named the Nigerian Nightmare. He's one of the scariest individuals on the roster, and I feel he doesn't get the credit he deserves for how great of a champion he is. Gilbert Burns is an absolute terror that could spark Usman early in that fight with his patented aggressive blitz shooting the kill waves from the opening bell. The appeal of Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns goes beyond disingenuous storylines or beefs. It's simply a competition between elite talents at 170 that has an added element of intrigue that is going to shine bright at UFC 258.